0: Welcome back! Welcome back! Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back! Welcome back! Happy to be back. Hopefully, you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon at, in here in America. It's Super Bowl Sunday, so there's some people who might be enjoying that. If that's not your cup of tea, we've got Lockdown Universe here to entertain you. So, here we go. Today, I found a really interesting article. Um, let me pull it up here, and it's a it's on the mirror dot co dot uk they always have some ufo stuff on there here and there and it's about a woman who has daily encounters with a blue with blue skinned creatures Um, and she states that they are testing the waters here on earth so her name is lily nova and she states that during lockdown she started making regular ufo sightings when she started what she calls astrophotography so astrophotography Kind of like the name states, taking pictures of uh, space. So, pretty cool. I've always been interested in space and the stars and how beautiful they can be. Um, Trying to find constellations, trying to find where the planets are, has always been kind of a cool little pastime for me. Um, And she states out of boredom. uh, Her first sighting was in November. And after that, things started to ramp up. And, sh- and she says, now, not a day goes by that she doesn't see a floating orb, a metallic ship, or an extraterrestrial being. And she can even describe what they look like. So, these beings are light blue skinned, no hair, and that they are very beautiful, wearing a skin-tight gray suit. Let's see if there's any other descriptions here. So... She is located in St. Louis, Missouri, which is in the mid midwest of illinois or of uh, the u s so you have kind of like Illinois where Chicago is, and Missouri is just to the southwest of that so uh, St Louis, another pretty populated city in america um, Hard to see when you 're in these bigger cities you know where you have like over a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand people. the <clears throat> industrial lighting makes it difficult to see the sky. You really need to get out into the out of the city into the country to see a decent amount of the sky unless you get really lucky and it 's a superiorly clear night. Um, <clears throat> you know I know from experience you know living in a lot of a lot of major cities in the u s that it 's hard to see with all the industrial lighting from all the cities. So, she engages in this astrophotography, and she states that um, her first encounter with aliens and UFOs was very intense. That she went outside for some fresh air one night, and she immediately locked eyes with a bright light hovering over her neighborhood. She states that she investigated it and realized it was a UFO, and seconds later, she looked away, and when she looked back, the second, a second craft was much closer. So, some of these craft are triangular she could actually see the shape, and this one was triangular uh, in shape, and that the UFOs did some impressive maneuvers to show her that it wasn't a regular aircraft. Uh, And then they disappeared right right before her very eyes. So she stated that she was spooked by her first encounter, but since it's become such a common occurrence that she's pretty familiar with them. So she has daily contacts with them now. She states the first... Uh, Being was a girl, a female who had no hair. She was very beautiful. She was wearing a skin tight gray suit, and she saw her shipmates standing behind her in the same uniform. She stated that she's also seen another group of beings with light blonde hair, fair and glowing skin, and bright blue eyes. What's amazing is a lot of these beings seem to glow, you know, like like angels from the Bible, right? And you know, a lot of us akin. A lot of angels to potentially being aliens, right? That's just kind of our. If you're in ufology, the potential for the angels, the Bible being aliens in real life seems to be a real possibility. But what makes these aliens glow? What what is the scientific precipice behind it? Is it is it uh, a technology that's causing them to glow? Maybe it's you know some tech that's um, surrounding them, protecting them. Um, like a shield, um, or is it like their general gen- general uh, biology, right? Like we have some uh, entities that are in the ocean that are bioluminescent. Could it be that? Could it be something similar to that? You know, something that's superiorly healthy, superiorly sound biologically, could it glow like they say pregnant women glow when they have a baby inside them? Are they glowing because of some, you know, extra paranormal event? Because there's another soul inside of them? Or is it something else? So it's something to think about. Anyway, she states that these beings have sent her images through telepathy. She states that she believes they are easing her into an introduction, as it would be such a shocking experience for any human to have an alien walk up to you. Lily also believes that the aliens were testing the waters with her after her first shocking encounter. And she says that they were motioning her towards them uh, when she was recording. So they knew she was recording it, recording them and wanted, them, wanted her to see them. She thinks that they gave her some space to process the experience before attempting to contact her again. My encounters have been very close from the start. I could not believe what I was seeing. It was groundbreaking, and it piqued my interest in astrophotography even more. I needed to find out as much as possible, and I abandoned my career as a nutritionist because it has overtaken my passion for finding out more about UFOs and aliens. That's pretty impressive. I mean, some people would say that's, you know, ludicrous. Why would you do that? You got a, you got a good job making money, and now you're, you're, you're abandoning that for this passion. Well, guess what, guys? You know who else did that? Stephen Greer, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, you know, a lot of these people who now, you know, well, at least Stephen Greer, you know, who, who follows ufology and basically created um, the Disclosure Project, was a doctor. He was making tons of money, and he ban- abandoned that career that he worked so hard for to follow his passion. And the same thing for, you know, Bill Gates and for Steve Jobs, these guys who are, you know, were huge tech folks and they abandon their careers so it's not that ludicrous to think that if something truly is your passion to to abandon you know a job where you're making good money is not that ludicrous if you're following your your passion and your hobbies and your goals and your dreams what's more ludicrous doing the same job that you're not happy with or following your passion i think the answer is pretty easy there I know life can be complex, and we all have responsibilities, but if you have the capability to follow your passion, and your goals, and your dreams, I say do it. Um, she states also that she feels like she's been developing a relationship with them. Uh, the experiences have changed everything for her. She's totally changed her view of the world, and she's learned so much about the cosmos and other beings, and she's she's uh, been focusing on spreading the awareness of what she's found uh, since November, so it, it's relatively new still, right? It's you know November, and we're just you know cracking into February here. Um, but she believes she can invite these experiences with aliens and UFOs when she's in a relaxed and open and blissful state of mind. A lot of people have, uh, especially Stephen Greer, have talked about the CE five, where they close encounter five, where they it's a full engaged experience where they use telepathy to engage with communication with the aliens, so that they can tell the aliens to come and visit them, to present themselves, to engage uh, in, in extraterrestrial communication. Uh, so this is, this is pretty congruent with a lot of the uh, research we've done. And she, she says that she's even developed a sixth sense, an intuitive gut feeling for when they are going to appear to her, which makes sense, right? The sixth sense is really just another sense that we haven't fully understand or grasped, but that we have within us, and we always have um you can sense things you can feel things vibrations energies from people whenever i'm going out to do my creative passion astrophotography this is when i believe i can make contact and invite these encounters uh she states lily also states i've been out with a friend who is experienced in meditation and we set out our intention for them to appear to us within 5 minutes of getting out of the car a bright golden orb appears and was moving around our our car uh and to our questions. Since the shocks wore off, I just feel joy, love, and peace. They are such beautiful and positive experiences. Sometimes I even ball my eyes out. She cries her eyes out while it's happening. I believe that they come to me because I believe in them. I am open-minded, and I am welcoming towards them. So it's really, you know, it's kind of a, you know, a nice, feel-good story. Um, I want to f- see if I can find some additional info so that this so we can bring this to light a little bit more and have some better answers um, to what she's learned. Right? Obviously, this article has told us that she's been in contact with us, with them. But what does it tell us as far as what what these aliens are like? Right? We know that they're blue. We know that they're, uh, you know, have no hair. They communicate telepathically they wear a silver uh, suit that they seem to be peaceful they seem to be communicating with her kindly but what else what else you know about these aliens can we find out so what this story really seems to me to represent is the CE5 type of communication that's been with us for millennia if you look back our ancestors here in America The Native Americans engaged in CE five like communications. They engaged with telepathic communications with aliens. They saw them in the skies. They communicated with them uh, telepathically. They were able to come down, engage in conversation around the campfire. This has been documented many times. I've discussed this on previous podcasts. If you'd like to check it out, Um, and then it moves forward in you know into today's modern times. It's been forgotten. For, you know, 150 years, 200 years. But the Native Americans engaged with this. They were engaged with the planet. They were engaged in communication easily. Now, you know, it's, you know, how how quickly can I get my thumb on my phone? We're so far from our spiritual nature that we don't even know how to, how to get to it anymore. So, you know, anybody that's listening to this podcast, I strongly encourage you guys to, engage in meditation engage in quiet time amongst yourselves to find peace harmony and balance and when you do that you know you allow yourself to be in touch with nature to be in touch with the potential for feeling nature feeling other entities feeling vibes that are all around us all the time but we're so distracted with our day-to-day lives that we don't have the capability to even engage those like we should so you know take some time today meditate take ten minutes five minutes you know really ten minutes would really get you into a, a better brain state, leg uh, state uh, you know a more uh, remote viewing like state a state that will help you uh, be calm uh, listen to some um, uh, binaural beats you know that'll help you uh, engage both the left and the right hemispheres of your brain together, um, you know, and it also, <laughs> boy, does it make you calm. I listen to Robert Monroe's tapes. They're on. Um, they're on YouTube. You can find them. Just type in HemiSync, Uh Monroe Institute. You'll find them. Um, and those those recordings, I mean, they were made a while back, but they are efficient, and they will allow you to. Either fall asleep pretty quick or allow you to meditate into what they call different stages Um, so uh, listen into those Um, but this CE5 you know I mean you don't have to use it for alien communication right I mean this is what Lily is doing this is what Stephen Greer's group is doing but the first step really is meditation the first step is really getting in touch with our true self, our quiet self, our quiet mind that's undistracted by the daily routine and then being able to progress forwards in a spiritual sense. So, if you'd like to do some more research on Lily, feel free to um, you know Google her, Lily Nova. Uh, she does have some uh, YouTube videos you can watch. Um, I haven't seen all of them, haven't had the time Um, but there are some there, um, if you'd like to learn more about her story, um, feel free to look more into the disclosure project. If you want to learn more about Steven Greer's group, um, and what he disclosed, and then Steven Greer also has his CE5 group. Um, and there's other groups that are doing CE5 as well. And then, um, you know, if you're looking into meditation, you know, use binaural beats and progress forward with your own spirituality. Um whatever that is, right? It's not for me to tell you, but it's just it's something that you know I do that um, helps me remain calm and find peace within myself. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. I'm going to uh, do some more research and find something else to bring to you guys, uh, hopefully today. So uh, I will be back soon and shortly, and hopefully you guys have a great Sunday. Hopefully you guys just soak up uh, the Sunday, whether it's sunny, overcast, warm, or cold. Take some time out for yourself and enjoy. So follow through on your hobbies and goals and your dreams. As always, Lockdown Universe is out.